Hey everyone, welcome back to Reclaiming Hope. This has been Hamilton, your host, with my co-host Brenda Newton. Hey guys. Hey Brenda. And then uh, today in the studio, actually, we have our dear friend and a new member of our care ministry team here Woo! at City Light Church <laughs> in Omaha, Nebraska, Luke Manna. Luke. Hey. Yeah. Hey Luke. Super thankful to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. really fun to have you here. It is fun. Our team is growing. Our family is growing. And um, yeah, so excited to have you here and just um, get to just share some of your heart uh, with hmm. the the world and certainly mm-hmm. of course with our church but mm-hmm. um, but with anyone who listen because I think you've got a really great heart and so mm-hmm. thankful yeah. the Lord has called you into care ministry here at the church so um, thank you yeah we're gonna call this season two so we're back and better than ever <laughs> yes. although that's not true because I don't feel well and yep. neither does print <laughs> we're still struggling we're still but... <laughs> struggling we've had long weekends of travel I s- emergency subbed in our kids ministry a week ago and haven't recovered since <laughs> the gift of germs i got the it's... snots um and uh anyways but luke's luke's yeah, strong. I'm gonna be yeah. the first one well, hearing this running is why with we it. brought luke <laughs> in to carry this for us yeah. so thank you so, for being here luke. Uh, <laughs> it's all on you luke right yeah <laughs> um no, but it, it is it is good to be back in this mm-hmm. room um, with you guys. We've got just a lot of conversations to have, and um, yeah, and despite not feeling well, just have a lot of passion for mm-hmm. where we decided uh, prayerfully to go today. And that's we're going to have a conversation just about sin and sanctification, mm-hmm. and what does hope look like in the midst of these things. What are these things, right? right? And so I think right out the gate, um, why have this conversation? Why why is this important? Right. Well, I think as followers of Christ, it's important to recognize, like, well, I mean, as human beings, we just have an aversion to talking mm-hmm. about sin. We have this defense mechanism ingrained in us that when yeah. sin is highlighted or when light is shown on it we want to avoid we want to run and hide we want to pretend it's not there because it's uncomfortable um and so i think having this conversation is really important for us to wrestle through some of those things um and just remember god's invitation to step into the light like we are called to walk in the light and sin makes that difficult for us so let's let's face it let's face it together and yeah. Yeah. And as we were talking earlier, just thinking about what it means to be an American culturally, even mm-hmm. like the idea of an American dream at the essence is our individualism. Right. And we really value that someone works hard and picks them up so, themselves up by their bootstraps. And so with that, like that's ingrained in us, those values. And so to talk about sin, the gospel is actually totally targeting that area of our culture mm-hmm. and so to have this conversation we actually have to be willing to pull out these values and, and surrender them honestly right. uh, to be willing to say I don't have it all figured out I can't work it out on my own mm-hmm. yeah. and I even might even need to bring other people into this too right. yeah yeah that's <laughs> so good um, yeah and I think so I've been influenced a lot just just in thinking about the reality of how how tricky this conversation can be uh, again and uh but how often we especially in our in our ministry um we need to have this conversation mm-hmm. because it's it's at the forefront often of um uh it, it or it's it's at least a large ingredient right and why a lot of people like come to see us so um yeah. not 
sin being the result of maybe that place of suffering that they're in, or sin being the the direct cause per se. Um, but it it's certainly you know when we're when we're pressed, when we're stressed, when we're stretched. Um, it certainly can lead to that, right? Mm-hmm. Which then kind of complicates and adds layers that we need to try to work through from a care ministry, you know, and counseling perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but just how to talk about it, right? And unravel this thing called sin. And what is it? Because I think when we, especially if you grow up with kind of a churchy background, um, <laughs> you hear yeah. sin and you often right. think of breaking the law, right? right. Like yeah. in, in, in this moralistic, right yep. and wrong. Yep. And so breaking God's law specifically, mm-hmm. right? Which um, I've been really helped by Keller in this and like, mm-hmm. hey, that's, that's, that's good uh, and that's accurate, but it's not like maybe sufficient per se. And mm-hmm. that uh, sin also has to do like not just with my behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the the things that I um, deliberately disobey that God has called me to. Um, it also has to do with the attitudes of my heart, right? Yeah. And just even what's at the seat of my heart and where that's why when Keller talks about sin, he often ends up talking about idolatry. Mm-hmm. And he's heavily influenced by the likes of St. Augustine, who would reflect often on disordered loves. So as kind of being a good way to capture the essence of, of uh, what is sin and what does this wrestle look like? Well, it like my, my loves... Um, become disordered where I'm called, you know, as uh, Deuteronomy 6, you know, talks about love the Lord God with all Mm -hmm. your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, And uh, Jesus captures that in the New Testament. And a second is like it, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. But when, Mm -hmm. so when we take those um, loves, which God has clearly laid out as like, hey, this is the order of your loves, but then we get the order misplaced. And now I Mm -hmm. love, as you said, my individual success. Mm -hmm more right. than anything. And that is going to then dictate my behavior, um, how I treat and love others, mm-hmm. um, what position God has in my life. And so ultimately, um, Keller, he just to quote him, he says, sin isn't only doing bad things, it's more fundamentally making good things into ultimate things. Mm-hmm. Sin is building your life and meaning on anything, even a very good thing, more than on God. Whatever we build our life on will drive us and enslave us. Sin mm. is primarily adultery, hmm. um, idolatry. Yeah. Um, so huh. it was a Freudian slip there, but not far <laughs> yeah. from the truth, was but it? But it's, it's yeah. actually pretty accurate, um, yeah. I feel like the danger with that, too, is on the outside, it looks successful, or right. it looks like you've committed to this goal and you achieved it. Yeah. Mm. And so we wouldn't necessarily always call that sin, but what's at the heart, you know, the posture right. of your heart? as you build your life around that. Right, right. like making so yourself your savior. So it's not always easily like, seen, like, oh, they have a, they're broken, they're sinning, you know? Yeah. Right. Sometimes it looks the opposite of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Human strength rather than depending mm-hmm. on the Lord's strength. Yeah. But I, that's what I love, Tim Keller and then John Piper also. I feel like these two are very fundamental for just informing our conversation today yeah, and our too. reading yeah they've <laughs> yeah. helped us a lot yes yeah, sure. um but i think are we going to throw a link on our podcast notes today for yeah, sure. these okay so john piper from one of his sermons on sin 
just had this whole list of like what sin is and it talked about like the glory of god is not honored the holiness of god is not reverenced um, the faithfulness of god is not trusted the grace of god is not cherished like he had this whole long list and i think these are really beautiful statements to just i mean i feel so convicted and just challenged to wrestle with these because they all it's not about do this don't do that these all speak to the heart posture Mm -hmm. of are we trusting God? Are we loving Him? And how does that functionally play out? And so, like, yeah, I struggle to trust the faithfulness of God. Mm. I, tr- I I don't often cherish the grace of God, mm. and that leads to sin. Yeah. And and so I just love this, like John Piper's list of what sin is, and like this heart level. How do I how do I check my heart? on it's not just what i'm doing or not doing but where is my heart and what am i loving Um, which kind of goes hand in hand with tim keller's idolatry and yeah Yeah. what's on the throne Mm -hmm. in your heart yeah that's really good yeah thankful for these two and many others that have kind of helped to just shape our understanding Mm -hmm. and i think it kind of begs the the next question for me is then what what does sin do to us and i think uh, why do we take it so seriously like why take this seriously and i think well because God takes it seriously, right? And the, and the Bible takes it seriously. I mean, Romans, um, what is it, uh, 3.23, the wages of sin is death. That's 6.23. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get there. Somewhere uh, in the Bible. So yeah, the yeah. wages of sin are death. So sin yeah. brings about separation and mm-hmm. death. And so right. how can we not take this seriously? Right. Um, and when we yeah. see sin's ultimate cost, right, um, culminating in the cross of Christ, like this is this is something that we we can't even though culturally um, we we might be prone to be um, have an aversion to this like we mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. we can't push this conversation away we we need to take a hard look we need right. to do the uncomfortable work um, and be willing to be uncomfortable because it's it's honest and that's how we can also be healed yeah um, so. So pause here for a second, too, and I'm just thinking of conversations I've had with people who, like, there's the happiness versus holiness debate, or like, mm-hmm. like, well, I love my sin, though. Like, this thing makes me happy. There's pleasure. There's comfort. Mm-hmm. There's whatever sure. in this thing. So why would I reject this thing that makes me feel good or makes me happy? Like, does God hate fun? Does God hate... Mm-hmm me like you know like i i hear this pushback when it comes to like our we're defending our sin yeah so what would you say to people in those places who just can't reconcile or can't grasp like oh sin actually is a problem Mm. yeah no that's a good question it's a really good question no answer (laughs) (laughs) it's hard right like this is why this conversation is so important because this is tricky and yeah i don't have that well and so and that that resonates with me right because i um you know as i consider my life uh bc you know Mm -hmm. before christ right and um i i was certainly and i i am a man who has sinned greatly mm-hmm. and um has been entangled by sin and enslaved to sin and that and obviously so as i consider my story and um and so and but there were elements of my life even to the back that uh, looking back that uh, i i would feel that way about i think in some way but like but there was there was some happiness there there was some pleasure there mm-hmm. there was some an enjoyment like it wasn't this like miserable when you think of you know when we use like being a slave to sin that sounds like really 
miserable. And so when it doesn't feel miserable, how do right. I reconcile the two? I think right. is like another way just to ask the same question. Right. And it's, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually thinking of a song now, um, a hip hop song by Trip Lee, uh, <laughs> called, uh, Robot. But, um, and the reality of it is, is, is now on the other side. So having been set free and tasting what, yeah. what is true pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Um, where there's no shame attached, right. right? Where there's no disconnection, separation attached, where there's no death, you know, because I've seen even in the times where sin was also bringing pleasure, where it also eventually brought death, right? Mm-hmm. And it also eventually caused separation. And, you know, there was there was seasons, right, of pleasure, of fun, of happiness, but it always, always unraveled yeah. at some point, and it, and it didn't measure up. And having been set free, um, now I know, like, those things, even that were pleasurable, enjoy, you know, that I enjoyed in the past, mm-hmm. they they don't measure up at all. Yeah, to, there's so much more. Yeah, there there's so much more, and I think so. So mm. part of our challenge sometimes in the Christian life and in evangelism and trying to share, you know, Christ with somebody who's maybe coming from that place is like, brother, sister, you have no idea. Yeah, right. what what true pleasure is right. like. You you it's and and C.S. Lewis painted this imagery of like. A toddler, you know, making mud pies, you know, mm-hmm. in the sand when we've been offered a holiday at sea. You know, yeah, he kind of yeah. uses this imagery of like, but like we think we're having the best time ever playing in the sandbox, you mm-hmm. know, but like we've been offered, you know, this grand excursion yeah. out into, you know, just a world full of beauty and of delight yeah. and like, mm-hmm. but we're settling mm-hmm. yeah. over mud pies, as C.S. Lewis would say. And so, and that's, that's, that's tricky when you're in that place it's it's there's a disconnect right when i'm when i'm uh, because we we kind of it does have this like robot like effect mm-hmm. of like i'm plugged into the matrix i don't know any different yeah. right like to quote a movie like <laughs> um it's an incredible movie and illustration to like understand sin and sin's effect like i don't know any different like mm-hmm. i'm i'm in this but there is so much more on yeah. the outside so and oftentimes sometimes we need uh years like this year uh, that really reveal the right. true essence of our sin well, because yeah. you can just plug away like you mentioned the matrix you know I, this is my life I don't know any different but something like COVID hits and Disrupts. your life gets flipped upside down right. and suddenly you realize the reality of, of your sin of uh, honestly of your idolatry of what you've put your hope in mm-hmm. other than God and what you're living for and suddenly it's empty mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. sustain and I feel lost and I just, yeah, I think we're coming on the end of that where a lot of people are realizing this pleasure that I've lived my life for, for years, and like you realize where you're really at when, when something like COVID or, or a hard, hard year hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. Um, yeah, so we want to take it seriously because the bible rightfully does mm-hmm. and god rightfully does because mm-hmm. it is um it is a serious serious thing so uh, on the other side of this and and the other piece of the conversation we got to have right is that of sanctification yeah. because mm-hmm. i think and, and i i was reflecting even driving in this morning and just kind of just worshiping and and just talking with the lord um I think sanctification for me, which I, maybe let's just start with kind of defining and unpacking this one. Yeah. So I guess, uh, so sanctification is that process by which, you know, we were created in the image of God, right? 
and yet sin has kind of really marred, tainted that image from what mm-hmm. um, uh, God intended, designed it to be, that we would reflect His glory um, perfectly, right? But now um, sin has come distorted, broken that image down. Yet Christ comes to save, redeem us, convert us, transform, give us a new heart that desires God and to be with God and in God's presence and to enjoy God and not sin, right? And those things which led to death. And then that process of being transformed, as the Bible would say, from one degree of glory to the next, it's not like, you know, Jesus saved me and I'm instantly perfect at mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. right and i right. think any christian who is super frustrating <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's exactly what i was just meditating and thinking on this morning. like i don't know like few things like in the christian life that like i wrestle with more um and i can be prone to find more discouragement mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in than in my lack of sanctification right, right? and and how slow Mm-hmm. It seems to come sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to struggle with these things anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fall into these patterns of sin anymore. Mm-hmm. I I know, I, I my eyes have been opened. I've seen its damaging effect. I've seen its propensity to bring about death and separation. And and yet, yet I, I do still it. do it. Yeah, that makes me think of, like that's where Paul is so relatable when he says, "I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do." Like. Right. Brother, I get it. Like yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so frustrating. Romans seven. Yeah. yeah, that that very just wrestle is so unpacked. Like, hey, in my mm-hmm. in my inner being, yeah. like I, you know, so that part that's been made new, that's been regenerated by the mm-hmm. Spirit of God. When I responded to the gospel and said yes to Jesus, and He transformed my heart. Now my inner being delights in God and wants mm-hmm. to follow God. Right. But yet, there's also this part of me, right? Yeah. This flesh that I'm not fully rid of that or i'm not that hasn't been transformed you know uh, to um to glorified Mm states you know as you know scripture would kind of talk about that still wants to do it another way yeah right and and there's this war going on and um and that's sanctification yeah (laughs) and it's intense because i always love how that passage ultimately brings Paul to just basically shouting out wretched man that I am who yeah. can right. save me from this body of death right. like I'm stuck you know yep. <laughs> and it's yep. it's intense yep. <laughs> and I think this is an important place too to acknowledge how we think about this because I think this is the space like when we recognize I'm doing what I don't want to do and I'm not doing what I want to do yeah. I think this is the space where the enemy speaks in so much shame so we've talked we've had conversations on mm-hmm. shame before yes. and I feel like this is the ground where yeah. Satan the enemy evil just floods in with those lies of see you suck you're not good enough you're mm-hmm. terrible and you always will be yeah. um, and just this discouragement and despair hopelessness yeah. um and I think this is where we also have the ground to grasp or to, to cling to the gospel then. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, that is the first part of the gospel. I do suck and I do keep mm-hmm. sinning and I can't do this on my own. However, that paves the way for the gospel. This is why I needed Jesus and this is yeah. why Jesus came. Yeah. And so to reorient, I think this is where we have to just pay attention to our thoughts of, okay, I'm I'm feeling that conviction. I'm recognizing my sin. Like light is being shown on my humanness, my brokenness. And the enemy wants us to own, like the enemy wants us to stop there and mm. just feel bad, or to just disregard it. Like, well, I'm just going to defend it or continue in it because yeah. I don't know how to get out of it. 
but Jesus's invitation is to look beyond that and to yeah. remember what he has done and what mm. he is doing in sanctification. Yeah. I got another plug here. Oh. Um, this is this is the podcast of plugs. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe Did it's just my title? my head cold. <laughs> Maybe it's my head cold is just bringing all these things cuz I got nothing in and of myself. So I'm just um, just snot is all I have to offer. So I'm offering you other things. Um, but that very thing you were you were just mentioning the the half truths um, mm-hmm. just brought to mind one of the sweetest songs still to me this day that if I just listen to will just bring me to weep. It's called Embracing Accusations yes, by Shane and Shane. And, Shane. Shane. Ah. and that, so folks, good. if you haven't heard that song, it's it's so so sweet. It describes this this reality, this wrestle that. Um, and our enemy, that our soul's enemy, um, the the father of lies and mm-hmm. of shame, um, does love to present these half truths. That, that just right. as you said, mm-hmm. they're true. They're just half. They're they're mm-hmm. not complete. And um, the gospel puts a emphatic finishing second half mm-hmm. onto any of those statements. Um, and it always starts with a but God, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, or but my savior, mm-hmm. and so I I just love that that song so much because it captures that in in just such a sweet and beautiful way. So and now um, I have it in my head the rest of this time. You're welcome. <laughs> right. no, it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good <laughs> yes. earworm. I uh, promise you because um, yeah, I I don't know if you guys are anything like me. Uh, on any given day, there's uh, you know hundreds of those statements mm-hmm. perhaps being hurled at you right. you know those those lies that those fiery arrows and yeah 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 okay so we've we've kind of talked about sin and like what is our understanding of sin um what does it do we've talked about sanctification and uh and and what does it accomplish and um and you've kind of alluded and opened up the conversation for this brenda so and certainly within like a care ministry perspective i guess what are, what are the ditches we see so mm-hmm. if if sanctification is that process by which I am growing to become um, more and more aware um, and in love with my Savior Jesus um, and follow Him uh, from a place of love and devotion and freedom and joy and simultaneously becoming more and more increasingly aware um, and despising my sin and uh, and the accompanying shame and all those sorts of things and seeking to put those things to death and to kill them mm-hmm. um, as I follow Christ. And that's that kind of wrestle, like that going back and forth, right? That, um, that will be continued until glory. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the ditches, I guess, um, that you could fall into as you're kind of wrestling with these two realities mm-hmm. that, hey, Christ has come. So this is, a be- this is a beautiful part of the gospel. Christ has come and he has freed us from the penalty and the power of sin. Mm-hmm. So the penalty, so we've been justified through Christ, mm-hmm. right? right? And we've, we've talked about that. It's like that is the basis for our hope. Um, so we've been legally declared righteous because yeah. of Jesus, not because of anything we've done or could do. Right. But because of Christ, who He is, what He's done, yeah. what He's accomplished for us, um, and then we've been freed also from the power of sin, where it's been disarmed, and that it no longer reigns rules over us. We've been unplugged from the matrix, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Eyes have been opened, given spiritual eyes to see Christ as altogether lovely, beautiful, worth following, giving my life to, and see sin for what it is. Yeah. Um, 
and and so with that power being disarmed now we have the spirit dwelling within us to fight and to kill sin um which romans 8 just after Mm -hmm. romans 7 paul's wrestle like romans 8 talks about um and so so what are what are the the the, some of the things that we can kind of like slip into in this journey well i think shame is an easy first target like when when shame does creep in like when we are focused on just how like there is a reality our sin is bad and it's actually much worse than we even realize like sin is pretty pretty gnarly um and i think with shame it can be easy to start to have those thoughts of my sin is too much for jesus like how could jesus love me with Mm. my sin like i'm becoming aware of this and i see how Mm. awful it is wow how could god like how could i be loved here so within that shame it can be easy to like withdraw from god then or say like well i i can't imagine how he could love me so i'm going to remove myself because rejection hurts too much so i'll just i'll take the step back um so kind of having that shame battle but also on the opposite end of that same i feel like there's like a pendulum there we can justify our own sin too and say well my sin isn't as bad as so-and-so's or like maybe maybe i'm walking in sin right now but it's not as bad as i used to be so like i can justify myself so Mm -hmm. there's kind of this like either either the savior can't love me the savior's not strong enough to save me or i have to save myself or i'm Mm going to defend myself and kind of this i I don't even need a savior right right? like Like, really like exactly i'm not killing anyone right (laughs) Right? so why does it matter if i steal or blah 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 like yeah Yeah, i'll justify my sin so those are a couple of ditches that i often see in my own life anyway yeah gosh i'm finding myself let's let's give a couple more and then i want to maybe speak to like even like how we whenever we encounter these Mm -hmm. um whether in our own lives and the lives of our friends loved ones or in our in our offices Mm -hmm. how we approach because i think we can maybe um, do a great service to our listeners by just even thinking how can we um, and also as we're trying to reclaim hope as the purpose of this podcast but help others mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I, re- I just found myself wanting to get there as you were yes. sharing about these things um, but how about I've heard this one a lot which is really like a slipping into passivity which mm-hmm. is hey I'm always going to struggle with mm-hmm. this like so so why try why yeah. try? Yeah. Why bother? Why give this the time of day? Why make it a big deal? Um, I'm not saying it's not a big deal, right? Like I'm not diminishing the reality that, hey, I'm I'm really still struggling with sin here. I'm still struggling with idolatry here. Like I've still got some disordered loves. Like I, I mm-hmm. love something more than I love and I'm basing my life on God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always going to struggle with this. So, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And and um, so we got passivity. Um, yeah. Or you see, I think maybe a, another side of that coin is um, uh, I will never struggle with this again, right? Like, so I fall into sin one time, right. um, you know, and and then I come out with this, like, guns blazing mentality. Like, I'm never going to struggle with that again. Right. And, like, almost this, which, which can be, like – and so that statement in and of itself is um, is not wrong, but like I'm talking about a heart posture behind it that's motivated by a legalistic kind of yeah. approach, like 
Um, or like a self-determination of like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep these rules. Uh-huh. I'm determined to do this on my yeah. own strength. Yeah. 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 Like, like God, I, I know you've got a plan for sanctification here and it's going to be a lifelong process, but I found this shortcut and I'm going right. to take it. Like, I'm going to go ahead and perfect myself like tonight because like, Which I'm just, sounds nice. Yeah. It does, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that easy another dangerous one i've i've literally heard from classmates um that have unfortunately walked away from the lord mm-hmm. but it's like oh jesus forgives everything so i'm just right. you know confess after yeah. and which right. is shocking but another one that i've run into quite a bit is well when i'm older i'm young now and I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm older, have a family ready to put down roots, Jesus gets lumped in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll take Jesus seriously and I'll, I'll really follow him. But right now is, is my time. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of dangerous, dangerous heart postures, you know, where yeah. sin doesn't really matter, honestly, in that posture. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. So these are all good and examples that relate um, a a lot um, I'm sure to people so when we encounter them what are the images stories scriptures of hope that kind of come to mind Mm -hmm. as to um, if these are ditches that we can get stuck in as we walk this narrow road um, Mm -hmm. where we're you know in this process of sanctification while also continuing to wrestling with the ongoing presence of sin. So um, I don't know if I finished that that trifecta earlier. So Jesus having freed us from the power and penalty of sin, but yet the presence of sin uh-huh. is is yet to be yeah. right. um, uh, fully banished, which will come when Jesus comes again. And so... So when we like slip into these ditches, fall into these ditches ourselves, or when we see others, um, what are some of the ways we can help hmm. encourage the hope? And I want to start maybe with your uh, the 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 one. Um, how did you? Oh, my sin is just too much for Jesus to forgive. Right, that right. kind of uh, immediately crippling, just impossible load to bury shame. Right, that comes when sin has entangled me yet again mm-hmm. where's hope yeah i think that's where this brings me to tears but that's where i think of the father's heart and like in scripture you you know the story of the prodigal son where he Luke 15 yeah he leaves and does what he wants he's rebelling he takes his inheritance and wastes it away um in a reckless lifestyle and um and then realizes oh it's gone and there's nothing like i'm empty now and where do i go and he's feeling that like oh my gosh like where do, like <laughs> could my father receive me again well maybe probably not but i can go back and at least be a servant like mm-hmm. i can at least go back and serve but to recognize the father like his father's heart in this in this story he receives him like he runs to him with open arms and i just have that picture of even when I am blatantly rebelling, even when I chase after sin and spend all of my resources on sin, like he's still waiting for me with open arms to come back to him. And mm. like that love, that that heart posture, that's that's grace. That's yeah. mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where we have to remember that is our God. 
and that is who he has always been and always will be um and that's not something that we want to take advantage of but we want to be confident that that is who he is and and so just remembering the father's heart um he's always there with open arms um it also makes me think of uh, what is the hymn this is my favorite hymn he will hold me fast there's lyrics in it that say like when i fear my faith would fail Christ, Christ will hold me will fast. Me fast. Mm-hmm. When the tempter would prevail, Christ will hold me. So like even when I give in to temptation, even when I choose sin, yeah. Christ will hold me fast. That is yeah. true of our God. Like this is our hope in sin that it's not based like our hope is not in ourselves getting better, doing better, being better because this entire lifetime we are human and we are sinners but my hope is in christ like he will hold me fast Mm. it's not about me sustaining or sanctifying myself it's it's his work in me and i can trust that and even when i mess up my father has his arms open to me and is waiting for me to come home always yeah i think that's beautiful because we hear that but like to really take that in and mm-hmm. and really believe it that we we have that lie of God doesn't want me anymore. Right. Like He doesn't even want to use me, uh, let alone want me. And yet that moment we open ourselves to take that step, realizing like God is right there, mm-hmm. and in fact He's been involved for you to take that step mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before you even took it. Um, it's just it's just beautiful. Like the heart of God is always to want His children always um you're number too far and kind of to bounce off you just so many things going through my head right now but um the beauty that the source of sanctification is not in my efforts Mm -hmm. it's in a it's not in an ideal it's not in uh even a book it might the source of our sanctification is in a person right in jesus like with the hymn you shared that it's someone who is holding me Mm -hmm. who is powerful who is alive Mm -hmm. who is real (laughs) right absolutely yeah amen and this this is that someone who is described as the author and perfecter of our faith Mm -hmm. as hebrews 12 says the one who Philippians 1 says, and I am sure of this, Paul tells uh, the Philippians church, by the Holy Spirit says, and I am confident of this, Mm -hmm. he will complete every good work he starts. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as I'm just mindful in my seminary training, um, I have have gained a lot of just um, help and through uh, the confessions of just the church, of just mm-hmm. old, and I would just encourage. I'm not going to quote them because they're kind of long, and and um, but uh, like the Westminster Confession, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 13 on sanctification. Just it's just it's really beautiful to read and get into your bones um, and jam pack with scripture. Um, so I would I would commend those to our listeners as well if they really want to kind of strengthen themselves up and their confidence of this. Um, this journey that we're all on those of us who are in christ of sanctification um it's just it's really 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 beautiful um so yeah so i think like like getting back to um how we can help and walk and journey with others so i i think of that person who's in my office who's in a great place of shame because Mm -hmm. they are entangled in sin they know it. Um, they felt conviction. Uh, I, you know, 
I think obviously because they've they've got the Holy Spirit within, they're probably also feeling some condemnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see often, and that's the you yeah. know that's where shame really comes in, and that's that's the part that's a lie, uh, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yet that's where they are, and they've got this thing they're very very ashamed of that they they know is wrong, they know is sin, they know is bringing about. If it's not imminent, it's it's um, it, it's it's coming. They know it's bringing about death in their life somehow. Um, I I find in that moment when you mentioned just the father's heart, and I think this just just maybe some of our role of what we can do for one another uh, when we may find ourselves seated um, in front of next to a brother or sister who may be in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, don't flinch. Right. <laughs> the father doesn't flinch. He's not surprised by our sin. Not He's not at shocked all. by it. Yeah. Um, so when I lean in, when that brother or sister is expecting me to pull back mm-hmm. and tense up and be like, ooh, yeah, that's yeah. Ooh, that's that's too much, mm-hmm. right? Because that's exactly what the, the enemy is telling them. Right. But yet when I, as a brother, um, with the Spirit of God in me, lean in... Mm-hmm. And reassure them that they're still seen, um, that I'm so thankful they felt safe to make themselves known, and that they are indeed loved in that moment. Right. Um, and and so I will literally say the words, if I if I can sense. And sometimes shame can be so palpable in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can like when a person they just won't look at you as mm-hmm. they're saying it. They okay. they just kind of they're kind of crunched in the corner. Um, I will literally look at them and I will say, look at me, brother. I do not reject you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like just what a role we have um, right. whenever we encounter this um, in another to, to be one of God's instruments of hope, to help them right. get a glimpse of the Father's heart. And so that's, and I'm not sufficient to capture all the Father's heart, but I do no. have the Holy Spirit within me. And then we can now go to Luke 15 and say, yeah. here's why I don't reject you, because look at your Father. Right. He is waiting out on the porch, and as soon as he sees you come, and he's, he's thrown off all of his robes, yeah. you know, which... Uh, wasn't supposed to happen in that culture, right? <laughs> so he's like, like streaking, like in his undies, like you know, down for his child because he's like, nothing is yeah. gonna, nothing is gonna hold me back from right. running and wrapping this child mm-hmm. who has been caught in sin up into my arms. Right. Well, and I, I think of how like the Holy Spirit's role in this, like in conviction. Um, Terry Wardle talks about repentance being um, this: the invitation to repent is an invitation to come home to turn away from the thing but to, yes. to come back to your father's embrace so this there's this invitation to come home and the holy spirit does that in us in the conviction i think that's one way to discern between condemnation and conviction is am i feeling yeah. this invitation to come home or am i feeling this shame hmm. that's telling me to go into hiding or to flee or to I'm run away? so like that's one way we can kind of practice discernment of is this the enemy or is this the lord But as we look at the Holy Spirit's invitation to come home, I think we can offer that to each other. Like when you're describing not flinching and leaning in when someone else confesses sin or some struggle going on, we can also offer that invitation, extend that invitation that says, come home. You're welcome here. You're still wanted here. You're still loved here. 
I, I just I love that we get to participate in that invitation and and receive that together side by side. Like I have been walking with Jesus for over a decade and I still struggle with sin daily. I am still right. a sinner and always will be. So I am continuously needing to walk this path too and receive this invitation daily yeah. to mm-hmm. come home. Yep. And so as I'm receiving this invitation, I also want to extend it to my brothers and sisters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because doesn't that just like I, I don't know about you, but in my journey of just um, part of the ways that I, we we really defeat sin, and I think this has really kind of come from um, been ingrained in me through the ministry of John Piper, is uh, and and but and when you see the trickle down, even Saint Augustine and disordered love, is the more I fall in love with Jesus, which when I share Him in that way, mm-hmm. like you're talking about. That makes me fall in love with Jesus even more, um, which helps to reorder my loves even more, which helps me in my journey of sanctification and fighting back sin. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's this beautiful thing happening when we um, don't take this only as our individual, you know, process and journey, but one in which we've been been invited to participate in communally um, as the body. So we'll, uh, while we're walking with, that's why we do city groups here at church. That's why we do huddles. That's why you know um, we do care groups. We do all the thing to mm-hmm. remind us that we're part of a community. We're part of a body, and when we get to interact uh, in that body in that way, and we get to sometimes we need others to minister to us in that way, and sometimes mm-hmm. we get to like minister to others. But all the while, if we're engaging this, our love for Christ should be growing, mm-hmm. and we'll begin to see more of these fruits and it's 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 beautiful um so guys how how for each of you maybe just want to just end here um so the the podcast again uh is um not a podcast of plugs it is reclaiming hope (laughs) (laughs) um how each of you how do you continue to seek to reclaim hope um in this kind of ongoing wrestle with sin and sanctification, what kind of comes to mind mm-hmm. for each of you? Um, a big one for me, uh, just even recently, is just that letting Jesus like prove what he promises, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, what I shared earlier about how our hope is in a person, a yeah. living, real God, you know, and I think so often we go through the motions, uh, we we go to church, we go to our Bible studies, we have community, but it's it's simply things we do, you know, um, and so the power is in my action. So we're reclaiming hope that, you know, God has some promises. Uh, one that I hold on to is He who seeks, He will find. Mm-hmm. Like God's not playing hide and seek with me. Like when I seek him, I am fully expecting to find him because mm-hmm. that's a promise. Yeah. And so in reclaiming hope in the struggle of sin, like looking at God's promises and calling him at his word mm-hmm. and looking for where he, the living God, has stepped in, yeah. um, whether that's through a brother who leans in and suddenly I can just a little bit more yeah. believe that God has that heart because mm-hmm. I actually saw it. You know, right. often we hear the opposite story in the church. Well, I left the church because I finally opened about this and mm-hmm. I was left alone. Yeah. And um, some of my dear friends are struggling with that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like as we work together as a body and each other, as we spend time in God's word, 
Um, not to ramble on, but one of my pet peeves is when I catch myself saying I'm really struggling with this. Mm. But what that simply means is I'm just fighting it on my own and I'm not mm. putting effort into it. Like struggle implies effort. And so that does mm. take me to carve out time and to fight, you know, and to, and to fight by connecting myself with the one who has power over sin. Mm-hmm. So am I taking that time to know God where he has revealed himself? Um, in his mm-hmm. word, in my brother and sister, in the church, um, but ultimately not in the things I'm doing, but ultimately because he's real and he's yeah. alive. Yes. And those promises will come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so letting him, letting him uh, prove his word, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think for me, too, mine is pretty similar to that, mm-hmm. and just like the confidence in who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually just driving across the state yesterday um i was recognizing in myself i'm not trusting god i'm not believing in his goodness like i i think he's going to be mean i think he's going to punish or he's going to um cause harm because his heart is not actually good so i was wrestling with this and my boyfriend reminded me like no like you can be confident in who god is like you can have confidence in his character and his love and his goodness like you that's what trust is that what that's what faith is and just that reminder of like we can be confident in his heart in that father's heart that his arms are open to us and he does want our good like he is fighting for us he is defending and protecting us he is loving us actively we can have confidence in his love and i just like like in my head i know that like so my formal theology yeah sure i believe that but functionally what Mm -hmm. i believe what i live out in my heart is something very opposite and Mm so i so appreciate that challenge to just be confident in his Mm -hmm. character confident in his love um and i think that's like that's the groundwork for me to be able to be honest about my sin and face it so this is so good you guys um we're gonna end but um (laughs) it's it's just getting me really really fired up because um i think we're all on the same page like like, Mm -hmm. everything i wanted to share like you guys have shared so much more beautifully than i think i could have but um but what i'm hearing in this in kind of the functional and the experience lived out kind of disconnect right yeah i think is 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 oh so normal and there's layers to why that is right and we don't have time to kind of unpack all these but like um perhaps we've been uh or or maybe how we view god has been shaped by past experiences with parents yeah. um mm-hmm. you know members of uh, authority over our lives or things like that and how we were treated looked at talked to um, when we failed or, you know, whatever the case may yeah. be. And so like that really, really gets in, ingrained into us so that then we project these things upon, you know, a perfect, holy, loving God and parent. And so there is a disconnect between like what we read in our Bibles, what we say we believe, but then what we experience because we're still, and then I think this is part of the, the process of sanctification as being, um, being renewed right like our mind even is being renewed and and we talk about this um uh, like trying to unravel this thing like through our past conversations on shame and just mm-hmm. acknowledging like the presence even of mm-hmm. of uh, of neuroscience and mm-hmm. neurobiology in this and like so so i'm thinking as i'm hearing you two talk and like especially you brenda 
okay, I say I believe these things, I know these things are true, but yet my experience, my felt reality, there's still a disconnect. And I'm like, um, how much more uh, to to dwell on, which we had a sermon yesterday, you guys, on, oh, at, yeah. at church. Um, Gavin Johnson, one of our lead pastors, preached an incredible sermon on, I think it's Galatians 4, like the first seven verses, one through seven. And uh, where Paul kind of transitions into this conversation of we've been given the spirit of adoption yeah. by whom our hearts can cry out now, Abba, Father, which is literally daddy. Mm-hmm. And how we all kind of bring in these orphan tendencies to our relationship with God right. and tend to miss that. And so how do we recapture that? Well, I think it's it's a process that comes through um, meditation on his word. And so we've got we've to be transformed mm-hmm. um, by the renewal of our minds by engaging with God's word. What is true? How has he revealed himself to be? Um, see how Jesus interacts with sinners in the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, see you know, the whole scope of scripture. And when you like just read it from the lens of, I'm just trying to get a, a sense of how, how wicked and idolatrous like, people are. Hmm. Um, you, you can't. Like, throughout scripture, throughout scripture, <laughs> right. like you, you cannot like emphasize that more, make too big of a deal yeah. out of that. But yet, God's patience and yeah. His forbearance, and like all, and so like, so we need to recapture that through a meditating of what God has revealed about Himself. But then we also need to experience it through um, how He incarnates this invite, this invitation through His people, through the body. And so, it, how much more um, just the importance of our connection and community. And not doing life alone, yeah. um, to to actually be renewed in this way, so that we have uh, uh, an increasingly more true um, understanding of the Father's heart. Um, and when we're doing these things, and when we're reading and and maybe dialoguing together about a book like Gen- uh, Gently Gentle and Lowly, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, by Dane Ortland, right. and uh, which is all about you know Christ's heart for sinners and sufferers. And like when we're meditating on that together, and we're doing that, and now and now we're 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 being transformed by God's word. We're being uh, we're experiencing it together as we're confessing our sins. We're not being rejected, but yet we're experiencing someone moving toward us in a redemptive way. All these things, and so, but but it's a process, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lifelong journey, but one full of so much hope, you guys. Mm-hmm. So much hope, and it started by a step of faith. To yeah. open up to a brother and see, are they going to reject me? Yeah. You know, are they going to? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah. And ultimately, just to kind of end where I think it's, I'm, I just love that this is the thread. Um, just keep our eyes on the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just because um, our hope at the end, through all things, is not a religious system, mm-hmm. not a list of beliefs. Um, but a person um, mm-hmm. who has come, given himself for us, that we might be um, made justified, but also be able to be sanctified so that one day we will be glorified, we will struggle with the presence of sin no more, mm-hmm. we will see him face to face, and behold, we will be like him um, on that day, as First John talks about. So, guys, thank you. This was good for my soul. Um, good for us just to wrestle just to kind of relaunch into this podcast luke welcome thank Brother, you yes. such no so thank you such a welcomed addition to our team so mm-hmm. thankful for your heart um as thanks for all you shared and to you our listeners you can always interact with us at hope at citylightomaha.org if um 
if you have any feedback, want to hear any, you have any conversation ideas, topics, um, we've got a lot more coming as we launch now into this season too. So we look forward to talking to y'all soon. God bless. <laughs>